and welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and I'm your host. I want to thank you for joining me this week and this episode and I do apologize for missing the previous week. I had got COVID. Got it for my son. He went to school. The next day came back, had a fever and I followed suit. Pretty convinced he tested positive and then they told me if he tests positive, then and I felt sick. There was no reason for me to the test as well because I had all the symptoms. And um, luckily, it wasn't too bad, so I thought. But this last week, I was really, really sluggish, and I was really low on energy, and I was just thirsty. Man, it really made me appreciate the fact how much water is vital and how much we're made of water. And I was a person that thought I drank a lot of water, but I don't. I thought I drank a gallon a day, but I don't. So I just want to emphasize to everyone, we are made of water. Drink, drink, drink water as much as you can because it helps with your body processes and the healing and everything else that's necessary in order for your body to heal and sleep. All I want to do is sleep, to tell you the truth. And even at this moment, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm very sleepy. So everyone who's had the Omicron version has assured me that after a couple more weeks, I should be back to my normal energy level. But the one thing that I'm going to continue to do is drink water. My skin cleared up. That was the best part. I was like, oh my God, the zits are gone. <laughs> yes, because I do break out with these hormonal breakouts. But anyways, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about what's going on in the world and emotional intelligence. I hear um, last week, the, the week previous, I had the pleasure of Joshua Friedman to be from Six Seconds to be on the podcast. And we had such a lovely, intimate conversation about emotional intelligence and what it meant to us and how we got there. And I really want you all to understand what's happening in the world is due to a lack of emotional intelligence. And it's part of the reason why it's also under attack, you know, and has always been under attack. Emotions have always been under attack because they are our signposts to healing and togetherness. And that does not suit or serve the people who are constantly trying to profit on our divide. If we care about ourselves, we care about other people. If we're compassionate to, towards ourselves, we're compassionate to other people. And then we build egalitarian and compassionate communities that help each other. And that doesn't necessitate huge amounts of money and huge amount of labor and huge amounts of war. And now we're at, about to go to war. You know, I am crossing my fingers for not another unnecessary European war that spills out into the rest of the world. I want you to see the pattern that happens. And one of the reasons why it happens so frequently is because it's a machine. War is a machine. It creates jobs. It creates items. It creates all kinds of things that we don't necessarily need to be happy and definitely don't need to be egalitarian of a society. So wars happen. And I find it to be very interesting, this one with between Ukraine and Russia, because we've gotten 
the warning signs for years now. And it's so heartbreaking because they're right next to each other. They used to be one and the same, but they haven't learned their lesson. And I know that right now everyone's on team Ukraine and that should be the case. But I'm a little bit upset right now that even during this time where everyone should have compassion and emotional intelligence, they still have found a way to be racist towards other people who are in the same boat as them trying to get out of Ukraine, but been treated as second class citizens because of the color of their skin. It's heartbreaking that we always end up coming back. But Noam Chomsky, who is one of my favorite uh, philosophers and just uh, worldview minds, said that he believed that Europe is one of the most racist places in the world. And having lived all over Europe, I would agree. (laughs) It's not that America has this stamp America went above and beyond and and perfected it. But all of those people from in America are from European descent. And so white supremacy comes from European descent and it's globally. And really race didn't exist before until it became profitable. So I just want you to digest that, that even during a time when we should be coming together in support and camaraderie, they have still found it in their heart to hate other people. And that's an utter lack of emotional intelligence. Now, the reason why it's happening and has always happened is because they lack self-awareness. The reason why people attack other people because of superficial things regarding gender, sexuality, any kind of ism you can think of is because they feel a deep insecurity and fear within themselves. They lack a sense of self-compassion in themselves. You see, when the world is created in a scarcity mindset the way it is, because that's what creates profit for others, (laughs) not the majority, but for others, that scarcity creates a fear that you will not have enough, you will not have a share, you will not have something. And that is embedded in our psyche all the time. I remember growing up and my mom saying, there's not enough, there's not enough. And for a long time, that was in my head and sometimes it crops up. But then when you reflect back, what you're actually just doing is comparing yourself to another person. And then they flaunt that too, because what do the royals and the hierarchies of the world, the feudal European systems of the world do? They, they show you gold. They show you everything that you think you need or want to be happy. And usually those are not the things that make you happy. And then you go to places where they don't have as much. And they always seem to be a little bit happier because they have their needs met. They've got food. They've got shelter. They've got clean water but they have community as well. And this warring that happens is because somebody feels left out of the loop. But if you live in more of an egalitarian culture that's not based on hierarchy or based on capitalism or our inheritance and all that kind of stuff, 
it becomes unnecessary because you help your neighbor. And it's funny because throughout all the religions of the world, they say, love thy neighbor. If, love thy neighbor, if they look like us, they fall in line and believe like us. So it's really just a contradiction <laughs> of a system that is based solely on capitalism and how much you have compared to another person. So why is Russia attacking Ukraine now? It's because what that's what the world powers want to happen. And it's us people that end up the casualties. I just read an article uh, or heard on the radio that they were offering Russian soldiers what's equivalent to 50,000 US dollars to put down their guns and come over to Ukraine. <laughs> you see, and many of the soldiers are taking them up. Nobody wants to be there. These are young kids bamboozled by a dictator who has lost his mind because he is, well, he's always lost his mind. It's pretty historical. These war games have to end. Nobody benefits, never have, never will. The only benefits are a few. The people who benefit are only a few. They don't care about mass unless they are labor. And sad because we actually put our kids into an education system that ends up teaching them the same values. And it's comfortable because it's what we know. It's comfortable because it's so much harder to educate our children in a different way because that's swimming upstream. And it's so much harder to swim upstream. There are people who tried in the 60s and the 70s, the hippies, but they ended up getting it wrong as well. They got it wrong. And then they became the baby boomers. And the antithesis of capitalism. And that's what I mean. There's something that's deeper and more primal in our psyche that we have to address. And it's individual, it's internal. So if you're self-aware, if you understand that you're getting triggered, you understand where that trigger came from, you're better able to have a self-regulated response. And what that response is, is motivated by what you want. There are a lot of people who are covert narcissists in the world. And they have the resume with all the checks that say, I'm a good human being, right? But at the end of the day, their motivations are based on some pretty dark stuff. And we know nothing of it because we're, well, we know of it, but we're so used to it as a culture and society, we live in a very narcissistic society. And I talk about how narcissism and capitalism connect a, a few episodes back. The awareness that you need to get to, to react differently is a muscle that you have to flex more and more and more with ourselves and with our children. This morning I felt really tired because I had to wake up and and take my son to school early in the morning and I'm trying to find a way to change that maybe to get him on a bus or something because I have so much additional stress going on because um, I'm dealing with some a very unpleasant person right now and it's like 
something primal kicked in, a survival clicked in, because when you're tired or you're sick, your primal responses come in or kick in. And I had to look at him on the way to school because I looked at him and he looked kind of sad. And I said to him, I'm sorry this morning. It seems I feel like you probably feel like I was just on you this morning because I kind of was. I wasn't telling him anything wrong. I was telling him the same things every morning. And I was actually pleading with him to make me, please stop letting me repeat this or needing to repeat this. But that's the stage he is in. He's in the stage where repetition is the only thing that's going to get him to get certain concepts. So I know that normally and I see that, but I was just really triggered. And so I said to him, I am so sorry if I hurt your feelings this morning getting ready because of A, B, and C, but it doesn't excuse it. So I can try in those times to say things differently. Do you forgive me? And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, but it hurt my feelings. And I said, okay, I acknowledge that it hurt your feelings and I am sincerely sorry. I just, there's a lot going on. And he says, I know. And because there's a lot going on, I understand and I forgive you, but it still hurts. And that's the truth. That's the reality of our existence in this world. All we can try to do is recognize the duality of our existence and take accountability for our responses. Russia is attacking Ukraine because Russia has had a very nasty negative history on how it's treated its people. And the world sees that and is like, you're bad people. I have some Russian friends. They're not all bad people. I have a few Ukrainian friends, but not all bad people. That's just what happens is when you get into this lens and you get let one group tell the story, we forget there's different side stories happening all the time, additional pieces to it. And that leads us to compassion when we recognize the other stories. Not to the point of abuse, not to the point where you're not letting your voice be heard. And I think that everyone right now is screaming so loudly to be heard because everybody's in a lot of pain. And we have been in a lot of pain for a very, very long time. So my wish for all of you who are listening to this podcast is to embrace it all. You don't have to pretend it away. You don't have to hide it away unless you're uncomfortable talking about it. But talking about it is one sure way of getting those cascade of emotion cells out of your body. Talk about it. Cry about it. You know, crying actually releases toxins from the body. And if you think about all the young men who were told never to cry, how that reflects the toxicity of the world now. Imagine if those little boys were allowed to cry, were said, it's okay, you're still a quote-unquote man, whatever that means. Men, women, genders, all that stuff is fluid like those tears. We just have been so divided and bamboozled into teaching generation and generation this toxic 
mindset, this scarcity mindset, you know, and then judge themselves really harshly against standards that should have never been in place. That's not being human. You're human first before your gender. You're human. And if I have men listening on here, because I do have a few, I know majority of my listenership is female. But if you're a man and you're listening to this podcast right now, your tears and your emotions are not a weakness. It's a damn superpower. If you can push up against societal norms and social constructs to heal yourself, to allow yourself to express and get out that toxicity in a way that doesn't harm others. You know, no tears have ever turned to gunshots. No tears have ever turned to war. It's the pent-up frustration that turns to anger, that turns to blows, that turn to war. So I'd like you to go through your day and think about that. Think about how we wouldn't be in these positions if we let go of these ideas. If we stop teaching our boys these toxic ideas, around manhood, if we stop teaching our daughters to accept assault and to be in all the other things that come with that toxicity, if we raise the standard of ourselves as human beings to just be human, and if you are needing someone to talk to about it, please go to This Real Life Books com because the one thing I can still do is talk and book an appointment to see if we're a good fit and or book some sessions if you know we are if you've been listening to this podcast for some time and you have gotten value out of it and you would like to further your EQ journey and as a certified cognitive behavioral therapy coach I can also give you some tool sets to revamp your coping mechanisms, to reconnect your parasympathetic parts of your brain so that your responses can be more in alignment about what you want to see in the world truly. But most of all, learn how to love yourself. Because through all the trials and tribulations, one of the hardest things is to do it alone. I personally can attest to this. Doing it alone is really, really hard. And too many of us are in that position. So reach out and go to This Real Life Books, book an appointment. Please also go check out on Facebook. I have started a new group called Mindful Storytellers. And on this group, we are collaborating and talking about our feelings and learning emotional intelligence as we explore a writing book together in a collaborative way. Now, this group is just a kind of a fun thing. It's not as in-depth as signing up for the courses, um, but you should go check it out and um, sign up for the courses. It's such a fun class. It really is. 
and it's done all online. I know everybody's tired of online, but it's what we have right now. And um, I do hope that you all have a really blessed day, and I wish peace and love and kindness to all of you. And may that start with yourself, and you have a blessed day.